The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and this is an untapped in vinyl. And Monk's back. That is right, Anna. It just feels right. Man, it's been like two, three months since we've done one of these. I'm it? I mean, have we done one in the new year yet? I don't think we have. So it's been at least a month and a half. I don't know. Two months. We did one like a week or two before Christmas. I think that was the last Last one. year. Yeah. So damn, it's been too long, man. Yeah. Let's transition, man. Nice place. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Got, got a wife and I bought a new house. We got a new car. So uh, a friend of mine, JoJo, he commented because I have a Subaru now mm-hmm. that I'm now um, qualified to live in Colorado. <laughs> I guess there's yeah. a lot of a lot of Subarus around Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love those Outbacks. So. Now, no, I've got a Crosstrek. You did a Crosstrek. Yeah, Crosstrek. Yeah, because you when you pulled in the driveway, I parked backwards, so it, from the front it looks like every other yeah. you know brand of Subaru. So, yeah, it's a cool car, man. I mean, I went from the uh, the Equinox, and luckily got full trade in value. Yeah, cross your that fingers on that one because that thing had, that had some ghosts. <laughs> it did, dude. It did. It was ten years old, and it was a good car. But man, I, I love the Subaru. So I got a new house and. Um, things are looking up, man, you know, transitions, man. I That's love it. it. That's I'm, it. I'm here for it. Trying to, man, you know, get the, uh, the new, new raise at, uh, at the arts council. And I guess now I'm broke again. <laughs> you know? I, I got two new payments that I got to worry about. <laughs> oh, so uh, I'll, I'll have my truck paid off this year. And I was like, Oh, this, awesome. this is going to be nice. Yeah. There was a time when you were hit outside of the Columbus arts council that you thought you weren't going to, Oh my Lord. <laughs> yeah, that, you... that was an early James show. Yeah. And I remember we talked about it after we walked James and uh, Ford and Cammy back to uh, their car. Yeah. And I was like, well, we I had already way too much to drink. So it was probably best. I didn't get behind the wheel. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you think I should move it? No man, don't worry about it. It'll be all right. Just, just come back next morning. I'll come back what? sleep on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Jeez. All right. So the beer of choice today is the Florida Man. Florida Man Double IPA. Um, it's a little bit hazy by uh, Cigar City Brewing. Now, from the story I heard, Cigar City and I think two other breweries were bought up by Monster. So and you said Monster was owned by Coke? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess Coke bought Cigar City Brewing. I don't know how things like that work, but this is a solid, man. They got this down at the River Hill Chevron in Columbus, and I hit it up every time they got it. Um, I think it's 8.5 is the ABV on it. I'm kind of not seeing it right now as I'm looking for it. but um, 8.5. Yeah, but it's a 
solid double IPA. I mean, what, what are IBUs? It says it's got That's the 55. International Bitterness Unit. That's um, how bitter the uh, the beer is. Okay. There's a scale that There's they do. There's a 55 on here. Yeah. And I love I like really buying into it because everybody loves the Florida Man stories. See, I don't know what what is. Is there a story behind that? I they give it to you right here. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. Unpredictable well. varieties of hops used in nearly criminal volumes combined to create a bold citrusy double India pale ale brewed to pay tribute to the world's worst superhero. So, who is the Florida man? What is the story behind the? So, Florida man? you know, everybody gives Florida a hard time because it's state law in the Sunshine State that uh, you know, if you get put in jail, that's public. Info. It's kind of like the Columbus Dispatch or packet here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To where it's like the meth man strikes again, you know. But it's always like <laughs> the Florida man is like uh, was picked up at a intersection at a red light, uh, was found bloody. Got you. Okay. It's, it's just like the weirdest, most outlandish things are Florida man picks fight with alligator. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, Got it's you. just okay. Okay, well, it makes more sense now. It's a whole thing, man. It's it's a whole trend. Like uh, it's something fun to follow on the internet. It's just what is what is the Florida man up to now? And it's not like one singular person. It could, yeah, the and it could be a chick. superhero. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm glad you explained. I didn't know. I was just like, it's a weird. Yeah, name right for when a you beer, said we're drinking but... Florida man, I was like, oh, it's gonna have to be a good beer. <laughs> I was like, that's one of my favorite things it's a about solid, America. It's a solid double IPA. <laughs> it's good. Uh, drinking out of our new. Um, I don't know what is this stainless steel, mm-hmm. Lucero pint glasses. So, what other band do you like besides Lucero? <laughs> <laughs> As we drink out of our Lucero glasses, I've got my Lucero tattoo, <laughs> I got and I'm, my Lucero. Uh, yeah, you got the L, just like my tattoo, and I've got the shirt on as well, the the hoodie. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I like other bands. Really, I do. <laughs> there are tons more. I like Early James. I like Chris Thiele, who we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, ask you this. is uh, I was talking to Taylor about it a little bit. Hollingsworth? Mm-hmm. Honorary is, uh, seat right there. Yeah, honorary seat. Shout out. He'll be at Porch Fest. We're going to talk about that yes, a little bit. Yes, Um You ever go through like stages or just periods? Like I guess it might be kind of a low to where you don't want to listen to music at all. Or if you do, it's it's like just specific. Like I went through a phase like, couple months ago it was like i only wanted to listen to abe partridge taylor hollandsworth john prine yeah and that was all i cared about listening to and i guess i and guess you, I've, and if you put anything else on i was yeah yeah i mean i guess i go through those periods but i think doing indies only every week i mean i have to listen yeah to you it. have to get back in the I, ring yeah i mean i've got to play this stuff on my show so i gotta listen to it so maybe that kind of keeps and killer me a more. show so far this year uh, well, thank you. I appreciate thank you. Yeah. you keep on sending uh, the playlist. The lineups. Up. Yeah, um, yeah. I think last night's show was um, was pretty stellar. Um, I ended up, you know, obviously it's pre recorded, so I ended up falling asleep on the couch because I'd had a, a good bit of uh, Florida Man <clears throat> last night. So, mm. yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it keeps me fresh. I kind of have to have to keep the mindset of new music, new music, new music all the time. You know. Um, but I do, I do get caught. I, I feel like I get caught sometimes in like these, these, uh, moments where I have to, like, all I want to listen to is Fugazi or all I want to listen to is dead milkman or Lucero mm-hmm. or whoever, you know? Yeah. It's something that I feel like I have to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's happened a lot more lately. 
Um, I've gotten a couple CDs in the car. Like I just, I was in this RL Burnside thing for a, a damn month where it's all I wanted to listen to is RL Burnside all the time, which really kind of like, I'm really feeling proud because you know how you get the Spotify updates at the end of the year oh, yeah. and they tell you who you listen to. Like for the past five years, Lucero has been number one. And so I don't want Lucero to be number two, you know? So like I've got to make myself listen to some, a little more Lucero and not so much RL Burnside or whoever, you know, it's going to be a close um, one boys. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, 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 no. I got to keep the six years in a row. Let's go. Let's keep it going. <laughs> that's why I am. It's like, I don't really, that's not my main way of like ingesting music, but so, like when I get my year yearly rap or ain't that what they call it the rap yeah, yeah. is uh, it was this past year it was you listen to Taylor Hollinsworth the most yeah I was like well let me look and see whatever what all I listen to and it was like you listen to uh, you know that latest single he put out once you saw our daddy cry yeah and I was like I had listened to it like thirty three times and that was, <laughs> that was all I listened to on Spotify all year was that thirty three yeah. times wow wow <laughs> yeah mine like like freaks me out when I see it because it's like um, and we haven't talked since the end of the year. Um, I actually took screenshots. I can go back and look at all of these things. Yeah. Um, because I listen to a massive amount of music. Let's see. Um, gosh, a while back too. Got a lot of pictures, a lot of shows, a lot of art to go through here in my camera and my phone. Ooh, way too far. But, um, but Lucero consistently, here we go right here. My top five artists, um, Lucero, Iron and Wine, which I didn't know I listened to that much Iron and Wine, um, but I do love them. Uh, Leonard Cohen, Early James, and Dead Fingers. That's a good Ends one. up at number five. Um, I spent a total of 2,356 minutes with Lucero. <laughs> <laughs> my, my top artist, of course, was Lucero. I was in the top .5 of their listeners this year. You listen to 3,578 different artists. That's, a, that's something and, to be proud of. And sure. then I think somebody is in my, um, in my uh, Spotify because wellness was my number one podcast topic of the year. And I only listen to Porch Talk. <laughs> well, we are considered a wellness podcast. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I listened to 223 different genres this year. My top songs, you'd be proud of this one. My number one was Blue Pill Blues by Early. Nice. Um, you know, and uh, that was my, buddy my top Sid, song of the year. My buddy Sid said the, the most perfect thing about that song was, uh, you know my only problem with uh, Blue Pill Blues? It's too short. It's not long enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a. Sm- I mean, I was like, "What a!" That's probably the nicest critique you can have of something, right? Uh, typically, like I'm a fan of shorter songs. I guess it Me comes too. from being raised on punk rock, you know. And I mean, every song's a minute and a half, two minutes, three minutes long. Like, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. I think Kid Rock said at one point. Um, but Early James definitely one of those artists. His songs are too short. I could listen to more of them. Oh, uh, and I've I'll play it for you when we get done recording. But I've got his new record. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Fire I'll, I'll share that with you. Roll Tide. Uh, it sounds like nothing you've ever heard. It doesn't sound like the old record. It doesn't sound like anything I've ever listened to in my life. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it is totally Early James, and like everything is honed. Uh, man, it's. It's a great record. Wow. Okay. You know, I feel like once I read this, we did this last time. We talked about our top Spotify, didn't we? I think a little bit we yeah, did. Yeah, I feel like when I read it, I was because like, it comes out before Christmas. So, 
Sorry about that. Oh, good. Doubling up on it. <laughs> Double down on it. Uh, I, I'm going to try to make Spotify like my main listener because, I mean, those are just interesting things, especially when it comes to like you listen to 7,000 different artists or yeah. 233 different genres. Yeah, it's really neat. I think one year, um, what did it tell me? How many artists I'd listened to? 3,578. Like, I feel like there was one year where it was like, Almost 10,000 different artists or something. I feel like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old and just stuck in my ways and listening to the same old shit over and over again. But 3,500 is not anything shabby, you know? Nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, with that new Abe Parchers record, I'm going to have to buy another one soon because I I play that thing. like Every time I break the record player out and I'm listening to records, it's like, that one's going to be played. And sometimes I, I just turn it over and like, Okay, side B, finish that, back to side A. You yeah. Know, it's just a solid record. Have you spent any time with it yet? I have not. I have not, and I can't wait to see him live. There are, I guess there. There's sometimes there's a few shows a year that I really anticipate mm-hmm. more than others. And, man, this Abe Partridge show you got coming up, and then he's going to be at the Arts Council in August mm-hmm. um, with his art. And, and sp- so, Speaking of which, if, if you're unfamiliar with Abe, is, uh, check his calendar out when March hits. Which is practically tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, he's about to be a busy fella for uh, spring and summer. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't announced the Columbus Arts Council show yet, but man, I'm looking forward to. It. I guess it's two times I know I get to see him because I'll be out there with you for your thing. It's going to be a busy weekend in Columbus, but I'm I'm jumping ship that weekend, headed to. Uh, that was one thing about when I was Alabama. planning uh, Porch Fest this year is I, I was talking with Ryan a lot because it's festival season. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to be out on the road with him selling stuff. And on top of, like, uh, the 50th anniversary uh, for the Bluefront Cafe in Bentonia, that is in June. And I, I know Groove Johnson's going to play it, so I want, I'm going to need to be there. Yeah. And that's going to be a whole week. But, like, you'll have your uh, – the main bands you want to see on the weekend, so hopefully we'll have a weekend slot like we did last year. Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to make it this year because I just wasn't last year because we had the third Saturday mm-hmm. art festival last year. Um, but you know, and I want to try to get up to uh, Tacoma, Mississippi, to R.L. Boyce's um, what was it, family picnic, I think he calls it. Yeah, I've and I've got to get up with those guys too. Is I got to finish up uh, the blues run I was doing when I was going through and interviewing everyone. I still got to uh, get up with Watermelon. Yeah, uh, and I want to get all those guys. On yeah, the we were, I was supposed to go with you down mm-hmm. there to uh, to Clarksdale. Mm-hmm. I'd still love to do that. I could. And what's crazy is like we go to Clarksdale. If I plan it just right, we could probably set up in one of those shops and we could talk to like five different bluesmen. You know, yeah. and just make a day out of it. Yeah. Because I want while I was there, I wanted to go see the shack up in, and yeah, I wanted to go like hit all the scenes, and it would be cool to have you with me because you've been and you you know about where mm-hmm. these things are, and just check out the blues markers. Yeah, yeah, I did fifty two of the blues markers. I did. I mean, it was cool because I like started. I went down through uh, started in Stark or in Columbus. There's two here, Catfish Alley, Catfish and- Alley, and there's the Queen City Hotel. Mm-hmm. So we I started out here, went over to Starkville, and then just headed down toward toward Clarksdale. Did you see that Starkville finally put up a sign where uh, Johnny Cash got arrested? Did they it's, then? It's an orange sign. Yeah. Really? I know. We were and actually... They, they tell the, and they tell the story. Yeah, we actually... Because my mother is um, is uh, in 
Starkville mm-hmm. these days at a nursing home. So, like, we actually went right by the house, and I told the story because when I was living in Starkville, shit, this was uh, mid nineties. Mm-hmm. I lived in Starkville for six years, um, just working radio over there, kind of getting my start. I was real young, and I met a dude named John Copeland. He was uh, the only thing I remember about the guy, other than he had long hair, was that he was. Um, going for his major in philosophy and everybody made fun of him like what the fuck are you ever going <laughs> to use that for except to teach philosophy yeah. you know what i mean that just seems like one of those pointless kind of I mean, i'm sorry if you're whoever's listening if you're um going for a philosophy um degree but um anyway <laughs> he, said, he said he said he said you you know where the house is that johnny cash got arrested at and i'm like no he told me where it was he goes that was my grandmother's house oh. my grandmother was the one that called the cops on him <laughs> that night your, your grandma <laughs> so, is the devil <laughs> yeah you know and we also talked as we passed by it like it's been like maybe three years now but they used to have the johnny cash pick and flowers festival over there um, I went to the last year of it. It was done all on Main Street. They shut down Main Street, and Marty Stewart was the headliner um, the la- uh, three years ago mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah, the Johnny Cash Pick and Flowers Festival <laughs> yeah, in Starkville, Mississippi. I don't guess I've done that in a while because I've been in Starkville for yeah. going on three years now. And yeah, it's been about three, four years. Yeah, so I, when I first moved to Columbus, I went over there for the first festival. So maybe it was four years ago. Then. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, you know, I was working for Starkville like maybe a year and the pandemic hit and like everything that, Mm -hmm. you know, was Starkville. And that's what's kind of cool about coming out of this is there's a chance for something new. Yeah. Or, you know, we've been doing the same old song and dance for years. We don't have to now. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of weird, man. I mean, to think about, do you ever think we'd ever go through anything? None of us did. Right. We had no fucking clue that that our whole lives would change. Yeah, and it was weird, and like never, we, I never stopped doing porch talk, and like tried to keep it going as much as I could, and was still able to catch up with like met early James, did some cool interviews over in Birmingham, uh, got some. I probably got a lot of interviews I wouldn't have got if you got one interview on the porch. Like whoever it was, his wife wouldn't let you come in the house. Yeah, y'all had to sit on the porch. <laughs> yeah, Literally that. porch talk. Yeah, yeah, that happened a few times. Who was that? Oh. It was somebody in Birmingham, wasn't it? Or was it down in uh, Lower Alabama? I think that was Lower Alabama. I'm trying because that, that's that happened more than once. On oh, several, did it? Yeah, several different occasions. It's like because I can remember you and I doing one or two of the Untapped and Vinyls, where I kept my mask on until we actually started talking. Then mm-hmm. I pulled it down and then I pulled it back up when we weren't doing the mm-hmm. podcast part. But we were we were far enough apart where there was never an issue. But yeah. I scoot a little further away from you. It's like, mm, how safe is Alan being? I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm double vaccinated, man. I'm good. Yes. Yeah, uh, hell, I've caught it. And, I, you know, they say that's a, that's a good way to get your immunity up is by getting it. So. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> I've can had get, it. we can get all into that. Let's don't get into that. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> not today. No. But back to, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about Porch Fest. Okay. April 8th and 9th, that is a Friday and a Saturday, is. Um, and I'm going to, on the fly here, I'm not looking at a list. I'm going to try to name everybody. Uh, it's at Kennedy, Alabama at my house. Uh, I'd love for you to come. It's got a great space out back. for Bring your chairs, bring your blankets. And uh, I'm going to have fire this time. So if it's cold, we'll have a bonfire. 
So it was cold as a well digger's ass that night. I was out there watching night surf uh, yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a rough night. I was glad they came out and played. Um, never will do a festival again in November. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Was still fun, man. We, I mean, I enjoyed it because we sat there with <laughs> with, uh, with somebody's girlfriend next to us. Yeah, you it was know? Jamie's. So it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, it was, it was Jamie's. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was it was cool like during the sound check when they would immediately just stop playing and you could hear that music go off in the holler. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. You got a good little space out there, but who all is going to be there this year? Okay, so Friday is uh, my buddy A. Partridge, uh, Taylor Hollinsworth, Shoot. Stomp Like a Caveman. Is that? I want to make sure I get that right. Stomp Like a Caveman. Is that right? Let's see. So this stomp like a caveman guy, you sent me this um, last night or the night before, and really dig it. It's a one man band. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Out of the Birmingham area, Birminghamish area. Shake it like a caveman. Shake it like a shake it like that, a... that sounds better. Yeah. So the the video I sent it, it was at Bionic Folk Blues Festival back in 2015. That was the video that Taylor uh, sent to me, and. Uh, He's coming. Uh, Taylor reached out to me. He said, uh, he's free the night I'm playing at your festival if you got a, a time slot. And I was like, yeah, let's go. And ride so, over together, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, like, Abe and uh, Taylor, I told, uh, told everybody that's playing, if you have any kind of merchandise, like uh, a CD or art, and both of those guys have both yeah. uh, T-shirts to bring those because uh, the crowd last year uh, – Sarah Lang- Sarah Lee Langford kicked off last year, and she brought some CDs, and I think she sold quite a few. Well, good. So uh, the people who came out were very supportive. So, uh, but back to it, Shake It Like a Caveman, Taylor, Abe, Katie Mulfield. Of Buckle Bunny. Of Buckle Bunny. Out of Birmingham. Uh, King Kai and the Heretics. Uh, out of Birmingham. No, yeah. uh, out of Winfield. Well, Hamilton, actually. Hamilton, okay. Yeah. But uh, if you looked him up on Bandcamp, it would say Birmingham. So, mm. but he played with. We had him on the show with Brian yep. for Dirty Clergy, and if you are familiar, that was a phenomenal album, Dirty Clergy in Waves. Yes, it was. whole thing is good. It's shoegazy. So King Kai, uh, which Kai, he played bass on that record. Now he's doing all the guitar work on uh, King Kai and the Heretics. And so I'm going to be playing with him that night. So he'll be King Kai and I'll be a heretic. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. This will be the first time he's ever did a live show really? under, under King Kai. So awesome. uh, that'll be uh, great. Uh, John Key, um, he changed his name on me. So John Key will be there on the podcast. Uh, if you want to check his music out, go to Kerr Carzell, K E R R. Uh, car and then Zell Z E L L. Uh, it's kind of like a shovel and rope vibe. Yeah, insanely talented. Is he a one man band or mm-hmm. just, yeah? Okay. And then I'm leaving somebody off. Let me look back at our text messages real quick. You can probably pull it up quicker than I can. <laughs> and I've got to get that. I've got to get that together to you so we can get the. Uh, Get the poster done, yeah. Right. Hell, I don't even see it. Hmm. Anyway, it'll be. I'll uh, 
I think that pretty much wraps up uh, Friday night, and then Saturday is Can Rabbit, Ryan Munson, mm-hmm. uh, Bo Jeffries is going to come out and play. Awesome. Uh, He's such a good songwriter. He really is. We had him at the Columbus Arts Council, and didn't I he never... win the contest? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a story behind that, but yeah, um, he did, and I'd never heard him play before. I'd heard that he was really good. But his songwriting is just phenomenal. Oh, his favorite song, uh, which is going to be on the Porch Talk record, which will be out in August. Uh, he let me uh, use the recording I had of his song, um, Wasted on You. Yeah. That's probably my favorite Bo Jeffrey song. Yeah. He's going to come play. Um, more Columbus talent. Brad Richardson, a.k.a. Teddy. Uh, he's going to come out and play. Uh, let's see. Oh, Janet Simpson, she's going to come out. Oh, yes, I love her. That's, and that's going to be great. Have you so seen her much. live yet? I have not seen her live. We were with her for the um, the Earth Library right. um, Festival, and we were just interviewing someone else while she played, or yeah. something happened. I don't know. The, the whole thing, how that worked out with the Earth Library Festival, it, was, it worked out pretty good as far as getting the interviews. But it was not, busy. Not so, not so much with getting No, to see we didn't shows. get to see anything because we were so busy getting people. <laughs> yeah. So, I think if they do it next year, if they even do it in Birmingham, because I don't know if they're still based in Birmingham completely. I've got to talk to those guys because I want to get on uh, that record thing that you're on with them. Yeah, yeah, the Earth Library's uh, library. It's court. like what thirty five a month? No, no, man, it's fourteen ninety nine a month. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get a twenty five dollar record or yeah. twenty dollar record. But no, um, if they do it again this year, I've just got to pick and choose just a few different people, not line them up because i mean that first day we were there second day we kind of ended up you know crapping out of that but Mm -hmm. the first day we had so we had like seven or eight interviews i think i was dead dog tired too after that evening yeah yeah that's it's a lot we only did like 15 20 minute interviews with everybody yeah but it seemed like eight yeah something like a lot of them but i mean just some really good ones phantom phantom limb limb, that was a standout phantom limb was like the the best interview i think or the funnest interview yeah. we've ever done yeah. yeah it was fun uh so uh yeah janet's i'm, I'm excited uh, janet's that's coming cool. out who else let's see uh groove johnson so uh, we'll yes. have a little bit of the blues out there for you that'll be philip sable matt mason and myself so oh and friday night i left out myself is uh i'm playing with dave garrett that's uh the lead guitarist and uh abe's psychedelic punk band gotcha yeah the psych piece yep he's playing uh lead for me and we haven't named it yet so i guess we'll just call alan and dave so there you go it's pretty original <laughs> but uh i'm excited about that and he's really helped me call trend- it after death because ad there you go after death. After death. <laughs> so if you see it come up as after death on the poster, you know what it is now, folks. But uh, <laughs> uh, there's one or two more. Oh, uh, Nick Arkin. Uh, he's going to come down. That's a Birmingham musician. He kind of reminds me of like uh, Stained. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That kind of genre. Yeah. And his songwriting has improved a lot over the past couple of years. I've been... I've been watching him grow for the past few years now, so it's cool. Uh, he asked to come out, and I was like, "Yeah, come on, dude. I'd like to hang out with you anyway." Yeah. So that's pretty much wraps it up. I have to look over the list. I, th- I think that that just about leave anybody it. out that's going to get butt hurt because they didn't hear their name. Announced. Possibly. <laughs> uh, so if if I did, uh, I'll catch you next time. 
Yeah. But you'll be on the poster. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to help you emcee the thing, right? That, that's yeah. just it. And that was one comment that uh, was made because I asked a lot of folks who came out last year, I was like, if you could change or uh, anything about the last festival, uh, what would you do different? How would you improve it? And it was like, there were a lot of times where you forgot to introduce who was playing, and I was like, well, I got a little heavy in the sauce, too. <laughs> <laughs> not to say that Monk from Alt 1017 is not going to get a little heavy in the sauce, yeah. but we'll have fun with this summer gun. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. So uh, so what time does it run till on Saturday night? It, so Friday, it's going to be, it looks like 5 to midnight. Yeah. So that'll be 7 acts, and then I think it's going to be 3 to 10 on Saturday. So there's a chance that if everybody sticks around, we could just pump in the Alt 1017 app and play Indies Only. Yes, absolutely. And over the – I'll just hang out. Indies yeah. Only is coming up with yeah. Monk. That would be a great yeah. uh, thing. And I can, like, do the smoke and mirrors thing. Like, whenever it's time for me to talk, I'll, like, disappear into the house, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, too- is he doing the show live from Kennedy, Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll do. Broadcasting live <laughs> yeah. from Kennedy, Alabama. It's Indies Only. From the famous porch of Porch Talk. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Um, I'm looking I, forward to it, I, man. I'm glad that that like Oh, I've got comedy too. So uh, uh, Big John McGarity, he's gonna do some comedy for us. Yeah. And uh, Johnny Havard, he's coming back to do some comedy. They did comedy last year, yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, uh, I did leave some uh, Daniel Sharp, but he's not going to go by Daniel Sharp. Uh, he's going to go he by. He played last year. He did, and it was killer. Uh, Is he one of the ones that played in your kitchen? Cause no, that was Moon Pie. Moon uh, Pie, yeah. Uh, so Daniel Sharp was the last person on the porch that night before it got freezing cold. Gotcha. And so uh, I'll have coffee brewing all day, both days, and that was one request. It was like the coffee thing you did was nice, so I'm going to have the coffee going. Uh, it's free. Uh, we'll have food trucks. Um, night one, we have Bully's Lodge again. And then night two, I think I'm going to get yard chicken to come out. Yard chicken? Yeah. Are they? Uh, where are they based out of? Here, Columbus. In Columbus? Mm-hmm. No, Bento, the... You talking about the bento truck? Yes, it's called Bento Chicken or something like that. Well, uh, no, this is a yellow and red truck, and it's uh, it says Yard Chicken. <laughs> I saw them at the uh, the festival that we did out at Lake Lounge earlier this yeah. year. Well, cool. Well, I'm but, looking forward to it, man. Who's on Who's on Friday night with food? Uh, that's Bully's Lodge. They're out of Caledonia, so that'll be like um, hot dogs, barbecue. Yeah. Well, not hot dogs, burgers, barbecue. Well, maybe hot dogs. Yeah, uh, I'll ask them about the. Menu. I'll push for hot dogs, man. Because you put a hot dog on a grill, I can eat eighteen of them. Mm-hmm. You cook two in the regular way, I can't eat but two of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, you'll have food. Uh, there'll be a lot of good entertainment. I was thinking about maybe asking um, Adrian's wife. You know, she's like a fire dancer, but I, I didn't know if that'd be a little much to do some kind of live shit like that. Adrian from early James. Marmaleo, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, his wife is like extremely talented. She plays drums and does that and she does a lot of cool stuff. You should talk to, to Pink Box. Pink Box. Burlesque. Okay. Soapy Jones and her bunch. Talk to them, see if they can bring a girl or two out. That'd be do some burlesque wild. dancing up oh, there. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do some uh, Jenny from Forrest Gump. <laughs> thinking outside the box bro yeah. that's what i'm trying to do yeah 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 
But I, uh, that uh, that about that about does it. I'm I'm stupid excited. We're about a month out, and uh, I haven't pulled my hair out yet. So well, that's good. And Very I've already good. learned as soon as this one's over, I'm going to go ahead and start planning the next one. Yeah. You, you kind of got to get ahead of things like that, you mm-hmm. know, especially when, like for us at the Arts Council and, and at the radio station, whenever we sponsor a gig or have an artist come into town, I mean, it's one artist. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot easier to do with one artist. You got several of them. It's just best to go get far out as possible. Plus, you got things to worry about food trucks and, you know, places for people to sit and, mm-hmm. you know, accommodations, coffee and shit like that, you know. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to cross all my T's and dot the I's with that as, uh, if someone was to get too drunk and they don't have a DD, well, I'm going to take your keys and you're going to stay with me. Yeah. Or are you going to have to find your ride home? I mean, and, and I think you've got enough space out there where people can bring a tent. That's Yeah, that's another well. thing. Yeah. If, if they want to stay uh, outside, that's fine. I'll leave the door unlocked if you need to come in and use the bathroom or warm up, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'll let you use the bathroom in the morning to freshen up. Well, in April, you're not going to probably freeze to death. Right. So <laughs> you'll be all right. Yeah, I think, I think everything. And, you know, I was originally thinking, like, we'll do it in May, and I was talking to Ryan. He said, no, there are too many festivals going on. He's like, you need to either get ahead of festival season or wait till it's over. And I was like, well, let's do it before. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> or you just need to get in the... Oh, my friends uh, from New Hampshire uh, would actually would be Chicago area. They're just in New Hampshire, the Stiff Tones. They're probably going to come back down. Awesome. So I don't know if they're going to make it on the festival day. But they're, they're going to come down and I hope stay with me uh, a few days. Yeah. And uh, I'll probably take them up to Columbus and let them play at Munson's. Or, uh, they, they're a great band. Awesome. I'm excited to have them back down. Uh, I was going to have, yeah, please, uh, Frenchie. Yeah. Um, the dude who knows uh, Shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was already booked for a gig, but hopefully um, I'm going to put a little – southeastern tour together for him so he can come and play the area very cool and he's he's jam up yeah which he used to play with some of my uh high school favorite bands like uh cross canadian ragweed yeah i used to be obsessed with those guys did you then yeah i've seen those guys they used to play i saw them in startville yeah uh, they used to play at the stage yeah they used to play um jupiter bar and grill which is now druid city music hall in tuscaloosa mm-hmm. they used to play that all the time it was one thing that kind of made me sad is that, you know, they're not a thing anymore. And this was uh, after... Cody Canada's got his own deal now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. And I think it was a YouTube video or something that I saw. Because I've always had a lot of respect for Cody Canada, and I still do. But, you know, someone, it was like a heckler, and made a request for like an old cross-Canadian ragweed song. And he's like, I'm, I'm tired of playing those songs I wrote when I was 18. And I was like, but that's why we love you, man. Yeah. I mean, don't get into business if you yeah. are tired of writing those songs that everybody fucking loves. I mean, or, you know, I mean, tired of playing those songs that everybody loves. Yeah, it's like uh, every time I go to Memphis in May, Chevelle is always booked there to play. And I'm not complaining. I like Chevelle. I've seen him live three times now. Every time I go, I see him. But, uh, yeah. It's like we plan to be there together. And <laughs> the, the last time I saw them is like they were playing their new album. They spent half their show playing their new album. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through, here comes the front man. Who wants to hear some old shit? And the crowd just erupted. And, you know, they're playing The Clincher and Seeing Red and, like, all those songs that, you know, their first few albums that were yeah. just bangers. And he done the coolest thing. And uh, Sid, who I was with at the festival with, he's like, he's playing us. I said, what are you talking about? He's like, he's singing just a little bit later than we are. And so, like, 
So lay down. And right when we would finish the word down, he was going into it. And it did like this call and answer thing with the crowd. It was very interesting. Hmm. And it was I, it was a great show. I'm a little confused on what you're talking about right like now. He was, he was singing behind himself. Like the way the song goes yeah. is the crowd was singing every word the way it goes. Yeah. But he was singing behind us, like a word behind us. So he would... It was kind of like a call and answer, like an echo kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I was totally wasn't on yeah. with you there. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, like, on that seeing red, it's like, so lay down, and the crowd would finish saying down, and here he came with saying down. Start singing it. Huh. It's kind of kind of hard to explain, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, I don't think there's anything cooler, and I got caught down the YouTube rabbit hole the other day watching Rage Against the Machine live. Have you heard like, their new stuff? I've not. You need to check it out. What is this you talk about? Is Tom Morello. Are they back together? No, it's just Tom Morello. But... Oh, well, that's not Rage Against the Machine, though. Yeah, but it's... But Tom Morello, yeah, because he's got a new song out with um, Ben Harper mm-hmm. that I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that stuff's cool, too. But no, Rage Against the Machine, like, I got to watch... I I, I love when the crowd... And, and I think being a Lucero fan, too, that's one of the things we appreciate the most is that we're allowed to bring our voice to the concert. We're allowed to sing along with the band. And I think that's so cool. It just gives me chills. Like when the, like on killing in the name of, he would go, you know, he would, you know, the whole fuck you, I won't do what you tell me part of killing in the name of like he 77 just like, times. Yeah. 18. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Cause I tried to win a rage against the machine beanie one time on a contest <laughs> to tell you how many times they said that, but I wasn't the first one to get there. But, um, it's really cool. Just like he just stopped and like the band kept doing their thing. He's like, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. And then when he really ranked, ramped up, you know, fuck you. I won't do what you tell oh, me. He stopped nuts. and the crowd just did it. And the crowd was bouncing. <laughs> They were somewhere in England or something. Do you remember that cool story that uh, Taylor was sharing with us about the, when he shared the stage with Tom and Rage Against the Machine? I remember it that was out west. Yes, that was, yes. A, that was a that was a cool story. Tom Morello, man, I mean that guy is just fantastic. You, you think about people like him and Les Claypool from from Primus. I think the two people like there's nothing weird going on. Mm-hmm. They just tune their shit a little different. They got the different pedals and they tune them a little different than normal and are able to make all these freaking noises and make the Cause like, there's nothing special going on with Les Claypool other than the fact that he's a fantastical bass player. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't even have to look and just his fingers just find it. I've been listening to like a lot of audio slave lately. I, mean, I think a lot of it's cause yeah. I've missed Chris Cornell, but I didn't know that Tom Murillo was in audio slave. Audio Slave is Chris Cornell with Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I didn't minus know. Zach De La Rosa. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, and they <laughs> were put there forever. You know who put them together? No, um, Rick Rubin. Okay, Rick Rubin was talking with uh, Chris Cornell, and he says, "Hey, I got an idea." And he had this idea, and the idea was uh, the Rage Against the Machine's broken up. The band still wants to play music. You got a fantastic voice. Let's put you together, and that's how Audio Slave came to be. Nice. I mean, Rick Rubin, love that mother. Man, that good. was a good choice. Man, I mean, he's the one. He's, he found the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys were a punk band. He found them and said, hey, you guys ought to rap. <laughs> they fucking, you know? I listened to License to Ill. Yeah, That's probably my favorite Beastie record, Boy record. Man. Yeah. I probably listened to it three or four times like over this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Check Your Head is probably my, my favorite record by them. She's Crafty? 
And then, yeah. I mean, not to mention like the hits. Oh, Brass Monkey. Brass Monkey's on there. Um, Tom Sawyer. Girls. Tom, uh, Paul Revere. I mean. Paul Revere, yeah, yeah. Not Tom Sawyer, that's Rush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and that, that, that kind of sucks, too. I was talking about that on the radio the other day because it came out of um, um, Sabotage on Alt-1017. And I was like, that's a band that I'm very sad I never saw live. Yeah. Because you'll never get to. Because... They got a great documentary. Because um, Michael Diamond and Ad Rock are not going to continue on without MCA. There's no way they could do a show with somebody sitting in for MCA. Mm-hmm. You know? And that just really sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck because it's, it's, he's honoring MCA by not recreating a new Beastie Boys, but it just sucks for us as fans because I never got a chance to see them live. Yeah. I mean, see, you know, shit, I saw House of Pain and Cypress Hill on their first records at Lollapalooza. That's so, I mean, I've got to see some really cool hip-hop stuff, but the Beastie Boys is just one of those bands that I've always loved. I'll never get a chance to see live. That's wild, it. like, Ruben to say that. It's like, yeah, I know you're punk rock, but I think you should rap. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and was then, right. <laughs> and then, like, let's let's go through, like, put out, you know, uh, what what uh, license to ill? Or no, not license. Yeah, license to ill. And let's put out Paul's boutique, which is a banging fucking record. And then let's just let's do check your head and and let's play our own instruments and fuck the whole hip hop world. Screw their minds all to hell mm-hmm. because. These guys were rappers. Now what? They're playing their own instruments? Holy crap. On David Letterman, you know, playing mm. their own instruments, doing sabotage. That's one of the coolest David Letterman performances ever, I think, in my opinion. And that song goes so hard. Man. <laughs> yeah. That whole was that was ill communication, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That record. That record had that record. the guys uh, looking out the car yeah, with the yeah. shades on. Yeah. I thought it was on the, is it Check Your Head? Is that the name of the record? Check Your Something. Oh, Check Porter. Something. Anyway, one of the most phenomenal. And I can't believe we got into the Beastie Boys. I want to buy the Beastie Boys book, and I want to read that thing. But it's like, looks like war and peace. Communication. Hmm? It was an ill communication. No, no, the record before that. Check your head or... Let's see. But yeah, ill communication, yes, was the one. With the guy with his hand or arm out the window looking over. Which I think was one of them dressed up. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Had Shadrach, Meshach, and Ben go, whatever. <laughs> Check your head. You Check were right. your head. Yeah, that's a great record. Yeah, that's kind goes, of the record. It goes License to Ill, Paul's Boutique, Check Your Head, Ill Communication. Yeah. And then Holy Nasty to the to the Five Burrows, the Mix Up, Hot Sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we've not talked about the Beastie Boys before. I've like always had a special place in my heart for for all of those guys. Always been a fan. Um Anyway, like all that early hip hop stuff back in in the day, like when 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 like I think hip hop left the neighborhoods and came out to the general public. You know what I mean? I think Run DMC was kind of uh, one of the forerunners of this. I mean, you could talk about Grandmaster Flash and all these old hip hop people, but like for me in suburbia America here in Columbus, Mississippi. Like Run DMC probably hit me first, and then came in maybe you know like the Beastie Boys and some Curtis Blow and stuff like that when the breakdancing thing was big. But it was really cool when like bands like started doing their own thing and doing it a little differently, like Cypress Hill and Funk Dubious. Um, the Far Side was out there at that time. Um, gosh, I mean, House of Pain was like my jam. Mm-hmm. That was my shit, you know. And Everlast, he went on to have 
multi-platinum success on his own. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I really know what it's like. I mean, that's one genre. Like, I don't think I've, I really have appreciated enough. You know, is is hip hop. And especially some of that early '90s hip hop. I know a lot of people are really into the '80s stuff and the break dancing stuff. But but delve into if you're listening to us right now, delve into some of that '90s hip hop stuff that just that hit. I mean, you even had like some weird poppy stuff like Third Base. Mm-hmm. Remember those guys? I do not. Pop goes the weasel goes the weasel goes pop. Oh yes, I do. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think that was Third Base, right? Yeah, I think um, so. I think yeah, it was a lot of really. Good. Onyx was a bunch. You know, um, what was Onyx's big song? Uh, do you remember Onyx? You don't. I'm pulling it up right okay. now. <laughs> they had a huge song. Onyx was a really cool band. Uh, they, they just dropped a new single this year. Did they? On yeah. the 18th, Bo Bo Bo. Uh, let's what was see. the big Onyx song? Nasty's World. Nope. Uh, Slam. 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 Let the boys be boys. Remember that song? That's just it. And so what? Uh, it was hip hop, punk rock, and I'll tell you what introduced me to both of those at the same time was a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater video game. Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of people. And, that, and that's where that hip hop punk rock scene was really opened up. That's yeah. where I found Rise Against. That's where I found the Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah. That's where I found a lot of these hip hop. Bo- yeah, suicidal tendencies. I think were a big part of that soundtrack mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. At one point, I think they kind of credit like. That's the reason that a lot of people know who we are is because of mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yes. Uh, Band of Horses was featured on like a soccer game that EA Sports put out. And I was playing uh, with a friend of mine one day. He didn't know Band of Horses. And a Band of Horses song came on and he made the comment, I really like this song. Who's this band? And I was like, the best band of all time. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is their new record out officially? No, they're still dropping singles. Damn. That's some really good fucking singles off of it, man. Three. They've dropped three yeah. so far, and yeah. all three of them are bangers. I think what is it, In Need of Repair? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite so far. Oh, did you see the music video? I figured you'd I'm like not, it. It's got no. a bunch of cats in it. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah, I'm the crazy cat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got one resting right here. There you go. Oh, uh, Yeah, I'll take a break. I do, 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 I
when I go, I go to it the line. I don't know when I'll be going. I don't know when that I get there. I will let my love keep growing. To love the ones who never open when I'm feeling sad When people that I know Put someone because their skin is different than their own And I get so mad when thinking of our home I don't know why humankind could treat each other so I do my time, I make my mind I do, I do right every night I do right, do right every night I do right, do right every night When I go, I go toward the light Well, you play a song there. Yeah, that's just it. Uh, we're back. <laughs> All right. So during the break that we had, had a chance to listen to the new early James. Mm-hmm. All right. So strange time to be alive. I think I like what I heard the most. Uh, the two songs that I heard, I'm getting a really big because you you said you don't know how to describe the genre. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very big Tom Waits vibe. Okay. On the new record. That's what I'm feeling. Totally. And I mean, there are a few people in this world that I could say that I would compare to Tom Waits. And I would put early in a category with Tom Waits for sure. He's got that fucking gritty soul that I think Tom Waits has. Um, He's definitely got the songwriting that Tom Waits has. A big compliment to early James, but... I mean, the dude is fantastic. I uh, liked him ever since I first heard him. I think this is going to be his year. I hope so. Yeah, because the Band of Horses and the Black Keys are going on tour four months this year. Yep. And he's playing I, 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 two out of the four months, he's on the road with them. That's awesome. I mean, that's what he's going to need, you know? And that whole Easy Eye sound. So we were talking, um, you had mentioned that. Easy Eye Sound, you use Easy Eye Sound musicians, mm-hmm. which I'm not completely opposed to. I mean, I like the organic thing that Adrian and Ford and Joey Ford and all them have with early. But then I also, too, I'm a fan of like Stax Records and Fame Records where they used studio musicians. They had a, a band that was everybody played with. You know, you went to Stax Records, you had the band that they provided that Aretha sang with and Otis Redding sang with, you know, mm-hmm. I dig that. I mean, it kind of like, I was always the one, I think Island records was probably the one every, like when you would look at the, the cassette tape in your 
everyone looked exactly the same, just the names of the band was different. You know, and I always love that. The mm-hmm. uniformity, is that a word? Yeah. The u- uniformity of it. Um, you knew where it come from. Yeah, exactly. You knew, you knew whose it was. You knew exactly. When you saw those little three colors, you knew that was an island record. And you knew it was either U2 or it was going to be... Shit, I'm drawing a blank on any <laughs> island records artists back in the day. You know, I think the killers are on island now, but you know, I dig that. I really yeah. dig that you use you get that sound that comes from that studio. Well, I mean, everything that comes out of Easy Eye is great. You have Marcus King. Uh, I mean, you also have our buddy Jimmy Duck Holmes. Uh, Robert Finley. Robert Finley. Robert like, Finley. And fantastic. And when you too, sit down and son. spend time with those records. It does definitely have, like what you're saying about fame, it has a certain sound. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's fine, you know. Uh, I, it's It's got to be odd, you know, like, okay, I have the actual band that goes on tour with me and then cut a record with, like, studio yeah. musicians. But, I mean, the touring band has something to go on then, you know, because everything's been recorded. Well, true. So, I don't know, I mean, does that take away some originality of the band and what the band would have organically produced? That's something to think about, too. I mean, that I, would be a question for somebody like Ford or somebody, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just using early for uh, example here is I love his, love his records, love his music. and But seeing him live is a totally different experience. And it's a great experience. Like both of those experiences, like spinning his record on the record player or seeing him live, uh, they are two totally different things. But they're totally great. Yeah. They they're in their own right. They're in their own lane. Yeah, well I got a chance to see early with just he and Ford. So it was just two people when we had him at the Arts Council. So um I've never seen full band live as opposed to full band record. Mm-hmm. So I know by that I mean early is just he is a musician i mean he if he never had a band he could stand on his own mm-hmm. and nobody ever say a word he would still sell records if it was just him and his guitar because he is such a phenomenal guitar player he's a great lyric writer and he's a fantastic vocalist was, i think he was the subject of the conversation uh we, we were talking about uh just work this is me and dave garrett we're talking and I think he was the example is, you know, he's in his 20s, mid-20s. Yeah. And you just, man, he, he, a voice like no other. Uh, guitar work is just incredible. Well, you're not, yeah, sure, you might say he's talented, but you're not thinking about all the hours he put in on that. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, the conversation was, like, maybe people would be jealous of it. Like, okay, I'm a guitar player, too, and I'm a singer. Not to that caliber, you're not. <laughs> no. No. No, like early James, I can just totally see him. Like when he was a kid, all his other friends were playing games and, and you know, video games or whatever. He, he was fucking playing music. Mm. He was sitting in his bedroom, strumming that guitar, figuring it out, learning every inch of it. You know what I and mean? And it's totally his craft. Taylor though. Hollingsworth, totally the same yeah. way. Yeah. I could I could see that. Like he didn't he didn't he and his buddies weren't, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of buddies. I would imagine growing up, it was just his guitar was his main friend. You know what I mean? Maybe he, he sat around and forget. I mean, I I don't know. I'm just kind of yeah guessing, but the majority of things that they do is sitting around and honing their craft. 
And they've both done it so well. And they've both kind of like uh, early took a lot of influence from Taylor. His guitar playing That style. was such a great conversation in your yeah. apartment that night and yeah. talking about that. And then like I'm hoping it works out to where I can get early to come to the house. And a uh, buddy of mine other day, he's like, you sure are proverbially blowing your load on Friday night. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> your Friday night is stacked. And I was like, yeah come out and play you know yeah yeah. (laughs) but uh i would love to have those two together because like when abe and taylor both told me that they were coming i was like i'm gonna put them back to back that's gonna be so cool (laughs) yeah yeah and so like and now i'm trying to figure out like closing out friday night is like um shake it like a caveman it's like i want to put him around or with taylor but i was like before or after i've got to decide and that that is some of the fun things. Like I really I really love doing these festivals. I love putting these things together. It's like especially when you got that's a lot of talent. Yeah. And I want to be real careful about how I give it to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean you've you've got it you got it stacked on Friday night, man. I mean Friday night's gonna be the banger. Yeah. You know? So but I mean I think Saturday. Yeah, Janet Simpson's coming. Shit, yeah. And there's so much local talent like Ryan and uh Bo yep. and uh Teddy and then I got uh, Nick coming down from Birmingham, and what's Janet's from Birmingham? But, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, it's like I'm. You could we could say stacked all we want to on Friday night, but just because I've never seen Canned Rabbit live, I was not there for the Friday night last year mm-hmm. when you had him, uh, or was he scheduled for Saturday? No, it, was, it was Friday. Okay, Friday. Yeah, so I've never seen because I'm looking. Forward well, actually, to, it was a Saturday because Sunday. I've seen the stuff he's done on Instagram. Yeah. And I've never seen him live at all, so I'm so looking forward to seeing Ryan Munson as Canberra. Is he just? Is that just him? Right? Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last year he brought the full band, but uh, this year it's just going to be him. Yeah. So I'm, but but just saying, Janet Simpson, that may she and Abe Partridge. So you've got my two big ones that I want to see. Friday night, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So you had, didn't stack them on the same night. So then I would have been like, ah, Friday night, okay, yeah, Ryan Munson. What, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and not to mention on Friday night, like I'm probably going to have her clothes as Katie Moorfield. Have you you've seen her live? Yeah, no, I have not. I love it. I've, I've hung out with her at the Pony Bradshaw show yeah. at uh, Sunstone. Yeah, that's the first time we all met. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've hung out with her. I played um, Buckle Bunny on – do you know what a Buckle Bunny is? No, tell me. You know, it's the girls who go out looking for cowboys at rodeos. They call them buckle bunnies. Nice. I looked it up online. I'd search for <laughs> buckle bunny one day. The more you know. Like, what is a buckle bunny? And I was like, well, hell, okay, let's do this on Google. <laughs> it's like, let's check out what buckle bunny is. That's what a buckle bunny is. There you go. It's a girl that goes looking for a rodeo cowboy. <laughs> but yeah, I played buckle bunny on Indies Only before and loved the EP that she put out. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, because uh, I think Taylor kind of mentioned it with uh, Shake It Like a Caveman. He was like, I really want y'all two to meet. And I was like, oh, so I better have the podcast stuff ready then, huh? You know, and I thought about that because I didn't with the last festival. And I had a couple of the musicians ask, it's like, are we going to do like some porch talk interview in like between? And I was like, it's kind of my house and I really want to enjoy it, but maybe but you know you see that's what i said last year when you did the show i was like can we do an untapped and vinyl live on stage and you were like oh, i don't know blah 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 so maybe we I will think you know it would be kind of cool yeah 
to do it that I mean we would have to figure out how to get the microphones to well I guess we could just put another microphone next to this one yeah that would project out to the crowd but yeah I mean I think just something simple like a little 15 minute uh, Taylor Hollingsworth or or uh, um, a partridge like, interview because I, I like what you did at the arts council like Adam Hood for instance or yeah. Jimbo Mathis is yeah. like an interview to introduce sure yeah yeah like we could have the shit set up and just pull it to the sides whenever the bands play and then pull it back in and sure. do it. And that would be our introduction. That would be not me emceeing it, but us doing a podcast and emceeing it, you know? I think that would slap. You know, even like we wouldn't even have to necessarily break the mics out. Is like I could record it on on a phone and then just send it over to my computer and just grab the audio. Yeah. We could snatch it like that. You figure that one out, man. So I'll think about that, but I like that idea. We might run with that. I think that'd be really cool. And Daniel Sharp, on Saturday, he's going to be there. And I know you didn't get to see him last year. Phenomenal. He's out of Philadelphia, Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Great songwriter. And, uh, I mean, Philip Sable, I have so much respect for him. And I've, if I book Philip Sable or if, if it's Groove Johnson, and I'd love for uh, Philip, Matt, and I to like, just shut shit down on Saturday night. Yeah. Nothing I'd like more than that. But even if it's just Philip, the Blues is going to be represented. I'm, I can't tell you, I've, I've known Philip for going on three years now, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for how much he has improved on guitar. I'd, yeah. put, I'd put him up against any Blues man. He's, he's good. Well, that's solid. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm in the band with him. I, I got a lot of res- I got a lot of I got a lot of respect for him. You know, you kind of you can't bad mouth him. <laughs> You're right, but I wouldn't. You know. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Like I saw them. I, you weren't with them, I don't think. But at Munson Brothers, did yep. they play after one of the third Saturdays? Yes, 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 yeah. And I came and I saw a couple songs. And they're in another band called Cosmic Gravy, and it's kind of like a Grateful Dead kind of vibe. Yeah, and. uh it's good just to see like Philip not being the front man leading it, just playing lead guitar. Yeah, and he'll break his foot off in that song's ass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah, I tell you, he's a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last year when he played at the house, uh, he he played inside the kitchen, and uh, I remember seeing the video. He broke a string and like, like finished playing the song without that string and restrung it. Didn't lose any time. Yeah. Like he kept playing while he was stringing it. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it was just like pro. <laughs> so, so what do people do? Like thinking about two string bands. Have you ever heard of two string bands or people who play with two strings on their guitars? So, the hmm. presidents of the United States of America, the lead singer who plays guitars. It, it, ain't this a story that you tell me? Like, with these two, like I'll put, a, I'll add another one on there after I master. Yeah, these then two. that was that was morphine. He plays a two string bass. Yeah. Um, Mark Sandman does, but also the guitar player and lead singer for Presidency of the United States of America plays a two-string guitar. So what happens if they break the one of the two strings? Then <laughs> you lose half you know? of it. I mean, yeah. God, this is like your whole gig is shit. Then because yeah. you got one string, then you gotta go on. I mean, that's gotta be crazy. Because if you lose, if you lose your E string. And your your guitar you're good until the song's over. Restring it real quick, or grab another guitar, give it to the guitar tech, and you're good. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But Show if you lose home. one string of the two you have, how does that change the sound of the the music you're playing? You, <laughs> you, lose, you, lose, you lose half of what you got. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like guys, I gotta stop playing to take just care a, of this. Just real a random quick. thought, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm sure with with morphine and presidents. I mean, they have. 
they have guitar techs and multiple guitars and multiple basses that they would uh, yeah. use, you know, so. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, just going back to local, and I, I've when I was booking, I, I wanted to uh, try to get these guys. I, I didn't end up reaching out to them, but uh, the Red Clay Strays out of Mobile, Alabama. Yes. Uh, so they're, they're finally getting their first record out. Uh, that would be great for Indies Only. I'll see if I can connect y'all. Yes, connect all of them to yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, I've got a connection with, with several of them. Um, I need to get a better connection. I think I need Red to... Red Greg Padilla. Uh, that's uh, Red and the Revelers down in Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was my thing. Like, when I was thinking about Mobile bands, I was like, well, the Red Clay Strays are going to be the first ones to break it out and make it nationwide. Yeah. Red and the Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Travelers might be, might be them. I don't know. It's going to be kind of neck and neck with those guys, I think. Well, they played, um, the Red Clay Strays played... Tuscaloosa recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they play Birmingham. They play at uh, Avondale quite a bit. I think last time they came to Birmingham, it was at Zydeco. Yeah. Oh, that's, a cool, that's a cool little place to see a show. I've seen many a show. All right. So I want to talk about something else. Speaking of shows at, um, you, you brought up Zydeco, and I thought about this earlier. We were talking about something else. Have you heard, my friend, have you heard oh, there we go. the new band Sometimes Why? No. It is Shooter Jennings. And Yellow Wolf. Oh yes, I have. Uh, that first single that they dropped, where Yellow Wolf is just getting like make sl- me a believer. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> this may be this is not going to beat Lucero. It's not going to beat Sixteen Horsepower. It's not going to beat the Doors. But this may be one of my favorite bands of all time. And that's crazy because was you a fan of Yellow Wolf's music? Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I love I, Yellow Wolf. Yeah, I love Yellow Wolf. I mean, it, it, you know, he's from Alabama. Yeah, being as it's spending as much time. It was really cool one day. Like I was up in, um, I was up around Florence, somewhere up in northern Alabama, above Birmingham, and this truck like blew by me. This big gigantic black truck on these gigantic freaking tires, just stupid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Roll by, and in the back of the window it said Slamerican. The whole damn back window said Slamerican, which is Yellow Wolf's. That's his group is the Slamericans. You know, he like he, he calls all of the people that listen to his music Slamerican or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in Yellow Wolf country. <laughs> <laughs> my Alabama Crimson Tide sweat pants. <laughs> pop the trunks on. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget that when that dropped. Yeah. Don't oh, my God. Yeah, I love Yellow Wolf. And now that he's Ooh, teamed you. up with Shooter Jennings, man. Oh, my gosh. Because Shooter has done, like, he he won a Grammy with Tanya Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, he won a Grammy with Brandy Carlisle because he produced both their records. And now he's producing the new, I guess this is kind of like a Yellow Wolf record, but it's a different sound for Yellow Wolf because he's not totally rapping. Right. He's got a band behind him. Yeah. And it kicks ass. And Shooter's playing keyboards in the band. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like the one song, Make Me a Believer, I don't know how much um, vocally Shooter did in the music, but that... Uh, that along with the new Red Hot Chili Peppers, because John Frusciante's back in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, banger. They oh. got a new record coming out April first. It's going to be called Unlimited Love. So those are the two most anticipated records of this year for me so far. Oh, 
Yes. I've got a, I can't wait to have the physical early James in my hand. Yes, and the new band of horses. I really want to hear the full yeah, length of that. That one, uh, which Abe has already dropped uh, his live in the UK album. I was really excited about yep. getting my hands on that. The Porsche Talk record comes out this Fuck year. Yeah, that's. I'll put that in my top three. <laughs> Show a little love over here. I just confirmed it with uh, uh, the folks uh, that I'm publishing with. Is August? It's going to be here to play. It's been like this is almost a year in the making. Yeah, this Porsche Talk record. Yeah, built a lot of hype up on it, and then like uh, realized it was going to be a year out, and I was like, well, we'll have to bring back the hype in April and rehype this so, machine. After you get this one out in August, mm-hmm. is it going to be released on my birthday? When was your 17th? birthday? 17th. Sure, let's release it that day. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but next time, I'm just throwing this out here. Because we talked about it prior to. Oh, yeah. Getting I, you on there. And... I want to I MC the record. So this is the I want to do, like you remember, go back and listen if you don't. Reservoir Dogs soundtrack. Okay. Stephen Wright, comedian. He was a radio DJ, and he introduced most of the songs. Not all of the songs, but he, like four or five times he talked. That's what I want to do on the next Porch Talk record. Okay. So this was the All Boys? Yeah. And so this is All Girls. The, the next is All Girls. MC that one. Okay. And so that's going to be folks like Taylor Honeycutt, uh, Katie Mulville, uh Janet Simpson, Sarah Lee Langford. Uh, boy, I got Bring it on. Come on. That's going to be a hell of a record, too. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I want to I'm excited it. about that because the moment the new record comes out and uh, I get my costs covered and I get all my guys paid, I'm going to talk to the girls. All right, let's put this thing together. Let's row. Have I got permissions? Do I need to go through anybody? I'm going to put it together. I'm going to send it right over to Groove. Got a Groove. Press this bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> so is there a limited press on this one? 300. 300. Mm-hmm. I get my copy before they sell out then. Yeah, because three hundred is so quick. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought about it too. Is like if they sell as quick as I think they will, I might do a, a re repress, repress. Yeah, or a second press. It wouldn't yeah. be a repress, yeah. really. I guess. And do three hundred more. Unless uh, you did it back in the seventies, and it'd be repressed now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's that's cool, man. Like you've got a fucking record coming out <laughs> because of this podcast. Yeah. You know, that's pretty freaking cool, man. (laughs) And throwing festivals because of this podcast. Damn podcast. Damn you. Everybody thought you'd end up on drugs, dude. (laughs) Look at you now. (laughs) I'm on drugs and doing this. (laughs) (laughs) On the Florida man beers, though, tonight. Uh, So I've switched beers. I have not. This really does not. uh, This is not good hopping off Florida man to Bo Echo. Like, that's a five. Yeah. When the yeah. scale goes to five, this is like a three and a half. Um, Bo Echo, we have it down at Monson Brothers if you ever find yourself in Columbus, Mississippi. I'm not going to hate on this beer, but uh, 7%. It's a, it's a solid. It's a solid it's a hazy, hazy IPA. IPA. And usually, but like, that's a. You can't beat the double IPA anytime. Nah. I want them to get Snake Handler on tap so I can get a growler of it. At Munson Brothers. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you've heard my story before. Uh, if you ever you ever up in in heading toward Birmingham, South Cottondale, right? Take exit one to Macadory. Go to the Piggly Wiggly in Macadory. You can get you a fourteen dollar growler of Snake Handler. You go to mm-hmm. you go to any place else. You're gonna pay twenty one, twenty two, twenty three dollars. 
in the state of Alabama. But at that little exit, they don't know the power. At least they didn't last time I was there. They may now. They may have heard this they show. They don't know like, the Holy power crap. of the snake handler. And they were selling it for them $13 for a growler of it. Shoot. Woo. Yeah, no. That is a, that's danger in a growler. No doubt about that. That story goes back to the first day I ever had it. We were hanging out in Tuscaloosa at that festival. And uh, it was the first time I was ever going to be working with Munson Brothers. Yeah. And I was like, I need something to take the edge It was the off. Druid City Arts Festival. Mm-hmm. You were there with Munson. And I was there. With the Dames. With, um, with the Druid City Dames. Well, I was there with Alt 1017, yeah. but with the Druid City Dames. And I ran into you, and I was like, I need something to take the edge off. I need a little liquid courage. And he's like, pizza joint? Heat, Snake heat handler. Pizza bar, yep. <laughs> I walked in there, and I got two shots of whiskey, and I double-fisted the... Snake handlers, and next thing you know is I was ready to sell. <laughs> <laughs> you were a uh, uh, on-point salesman at that point. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I was. Uh, I could sell a, a ketchup. Was it a ketchup sandwich to a woman in a white dress? Is that the same? <laughs> <laughs> really? I was just. You could sell bifocals to a blind man. There you go. Or ice to an Eskimo. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's snake handler, man. That stuff. That's that's my favorite double IPA. My favorite IPA, of course, the uh, Lamplighter out of uh, Druid City Brewing Company. Oh, I f- Moonlighter, as they call it. Now. So uh, Johnny Kudzo, who's going to be at the festival? That's like traditional, uh, like Appalachian style music. Yeah, he's going to do for us. He hit me up yesterday. Uh, he was going out to uh, Druid City Brewing, and I hadn't been over there in a while, and. For DC Moon yesterday, I've I've been hanging out at Druid City for about two, three years now. Yeah. And I've gone to quite a few of their shows. I've never seen that many people there. Well, good. Well, it, I mean, DC was a well-respected yeah. musician, person, human being in Tuscaloosa. I mean, there was 100-plus people there, easy. Yeah. The entire bar was full. The entire seating area outside was full. Uh, it was insane. Yeah. And the music was great. It, I finally got to see... Heavy Squat, shout out, uh, Jameson, uh, Brantley. Brantley and Jameson, yeah. Uh, I don't know the other cat. It was finally good to see them live. Uh, Ham, our buddy Ham Bagby was there. Yeah, I missed awesome I cat. missed his set. I got to get him back on the show because he has a CD coming out. He does. Soon. Yes. So is, he's going to come back on Porch Is it already out? No, no, no. He's, okay, okay. Uh, right now, I think he's in the process. I, I saw I, the Facebook post, so I yeah. was like, um, did it already come out, or is it coming out? It's coming out, yeah. Gotcha. So I'm, I was going to get him to come back on the show and uh, plug it. So Yeah. Super cool, dude. Um, and DC, let I me mean, rest in peace to yeah. DC. Um, I never got a chance to see those guys live. Um, I never did either. But... I know the impact he had. I know the kind of person he was and very well respected. Um, so, you know, again, rest in peace. Shout out to Bo Hicks, man, for putting that together, which Bo yeah. always just, when he puts on an he, event, it's going to be killer. Free, he, free he always barbecue. supported anything DC did. Anytime DC needed, needed something to do the Halloween shows and stuff at Druid City, mm-hmm. he was always there. I mean, Bo, shit. I mean, Tuscaloosa, I mean, there's a reason why Bo Hicks was voted, I think, two years in a row, the second best... Um, uh, Nick Saban. Yeah, the second best person in, in Tuscaloosa. You know, he, he definitely deserves that, too. So so I was wanting to uh, plug their podcast, because Druid City Brewing, uh, they have a 
podcast out now. It's uh, Tyler Marshall, Bob Baker, and some of the other cats at Druid City. Uh, it's called the Waxing Crescent Society Podcast. And so uh, I know they're going to be helping me. They're going to plug Porch Fest. I talked to Bo last night. I was When I get the posters made up, uh, you mind if I come hang a few at your place? And he's, you know, Bo, man, anything for you, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said, if you need anything else other than that, holler at me. Yeah. Whatever I can do to help you. And I was, I can't say that enough great things about Druid City Brewing. Uh, the Seth and everybody that works there and, man, Bo Hicks. My boy Seth. I love that big old son of a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bob and Tyler and funny. Kevin. And good Lord, man. Like mm-hmm. that, it was the craziest thing. When I moved to Columbus, Mississippi, I just, I, I don't, I don't feel like I didn't have that family that I had. Cause when I go to Druid city brewing company, like I walk in and like I, everybody, I get hugs from everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, these are my, 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 this is my family. Mm-hmm. This is my family away from my house, you know? And, and I've always appreciated that about Druid city, nothing slamming anybody else in the state of Alabama that has a brewery, but that just always felt like home to me. Mm-hmm. Same, you know, regardless of how the beer tastes. The people there, it does the atmosphere, help that it's the best. <laughs> you know, the people there, the atmosphere, the the junk. You know, I mean, that's the junk on the walls or wherever it's at. I mean, this always was like, like that brewery represents my personality better than any place I think I've ever been. And we were talking about this last night, uh, Johnny and I, um, Justin, I guess for those who are aware, but. Johnny Kudzu is a pseudonym or yeah. but uh, we were talking about like just the open mic and we were looking around at all these people who were at Druid City Brewing and I was like look at the eclectic group of people who are here uh, they're all different they come from different places but somehow they all fit in here like a puzzle piece Yeah. and uh, he was talking about the open mic he's like we got rap we got traditional like Appalachian music we got Squat, we got like think about all those different yeah. genres and just how supportive like Bo is of whatever, come and do it, you know. I've always likened Druid City Brewing Company to the land of misfit toys. <laughs> I think that's spot you know, on. yeah, it's the land of misfit toys, and I'm a misfit toy, and I feel at home and at peace with those people there, mm-hmm. and I dig it, man. It's just I don't know. I mean, I think every city needs a place like Druid City Brewing Company. You know, I that's agree. very eclectic and artsy. And I think Monson Brothers might be cl- yeah, as it yeah. as it comes into itself. Yeah, you know, because like the one thing that I've noticed about Druid City Brewing Company that I notice about a lot of places, there are a lot of places you go to that are very clicky. Mm-hmm. They have clicks that come in there. Mm-hmm. Druid City Brewing Company, totally not. Right. It's it's open to everybody. There's nobody that's there with. I mean, people will come in with their groups and stuff, but there's no click where you might find a click at some other place. Mm-hmm. You know? I totally I mean, it's, agree. It's all-inclusive. It is the definition of all-inclusive. I totally agree with that. So, shout out to everybody at Druid City Brewing Company. DCBC. Much love. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, speaking of Columbus, Mississippi, uh Jamie Nettles is coming back with a vengeance. Sunstroke House returns with another show. And I'm going to pull up. Yeah, she's got, like, she and I were talking last night 
because I played the new record from Sasami, Make It Right. I think that's what it was called. Um, and she, Kittle and Company on March 13th. Yes. That's a fr- Sunday. Sunday. So March. March 13th at 5 p.m. on a Sunday. That's You'll have be a cool Kittle show. and Company. Now, it's like bluegrassy. Yeah. I mean, if they played with Chris Thiele. Yeah, so. It'll definitely Punch be. Brothers, Nickel Creek. Uh, you're familiar with Chris Thiele. He's just beast on the mandolin. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited about this, and it's. I was putting everything together like I have a, a psychedelic punk band from Ukraine, uh-huh. of all places, yeah. that reached out to me. Uh, I'm gonna have them on the show soon. What are they called? Oh no, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I made you have to blanking, and I, I don't have it. Uh, okay, it's it's on my computer. I can look it up, but they reached out to me. They found the show because of the interview I did at Sunstroke House with Faye Webster. Really? And they were writing after they had found that episode, and it was like, I've found your show because of Faye Webster, was listening through some of the music interviews. We would love to come on the show. And I was like, well, I'd love to have you. Yeah. Let's do this. Heck, yeah. Well, that's cool. So I'll have that pulled up here in just a second. I mean... And, and I know I did the interview. And I give I give so much props to Jamie Nettles and the Sunstroke House for if it wasn't for her, I mean, I, I, we wouldn't have met because uh, I I wouldn't have wouldn't have been there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, just all these music interviews you that I have, have got now. Soren Bryce, mm-hmm. Pony Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Have you done? You did Katie? No. You haven't done a Katie interview, have you? Mobile. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I met her. Uh, but in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't that Sunstroke. Right. Yeah, because she's not played Sunstroke. I know that. So, yeah, this should be a pretty cool show, but she and I were talking about Sasami. Sasami reached out to her wanting to play Sunstroke. And, I've, like, I've always been kind of weirded. Pale Moon. Pale Moon. Okay. I've always been kind of weirded out by Sasami's music. <laughs> it's really good. And I yeah. played it on Indies Only. I would not play something that I didn't, I wasn't passionate about or didn't care about. But,. I just thought, how is this going to work at Sunstroke House? But it'll totally work at Sunstroke House. I mean, she's got Carver Commodore coming out of Florence, Alabama, who I think is a fantastic band. Just, it's like, I remember, I think it was us three talking one time, and like she was going over some of the people that reached out to play at her house, and it was just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because she's got such a cool setup, man. Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean,. Ask anybody that's ever played there, they would come back in a heartbeat. And a lot of them do want to, you mm-hmm. know, or reach out and say, it's hey, like our boy Pony is like, well, like, well, no, we can't say that now. Uh, what Erica Winstrom came back for a second time. Yep. Uh, there's been Pony's a, been there three, three, four, four times. times yeah. She, he's played there the most. Um, yeah. I love Sunstroke House, but check it out. If you, if you're listening, go to um, just search for Sunstroke House on Facebook. Um, on Instagram, Instagram and yeah. follow them. Um, and if you get a chance to come to Columbus, Mississippi and see a show there, definitely do it. Especially this one coming up on March 13th. 13th. On a Sunday. Um, yeah, on a Sunday. Come and hang out with us. Because I typically do sound. Mm-hmm. Um, you've helped with sound with me a few times. With, with Pony, that that was uh, the most difficult one. Yes, uh, it was. Erica Winterstrom being the easiest It was a one. little tough for me on the uh, Lily Hyatt one. 
because she wanted monitors and I've never done monitors before. Because see, like working in radio for 30 plus years, everybody thinks that I can set up their VCR. But I don't I don't know yeah. all that technical shit. I just talk on the radio. I don't yeah. set the shit Plug up. Plug and play, baby. Yeah. It's like so so here I am and Jamie thought the same thing. She's like, Oh, just help her out. And I'm like, Okay. She's like, um, do we have monitors? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, there's two monitors. Sure, I'll get those hooked up for you. I've figured it out. It yeah. was pretty easy, but you know, going back to that Lily Hyatt show, that was like getting there early, you know, as we do to, to help out or get, help Jamie get situated or help the band or, you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I never saw a band like rehearse their entire set before a show. They played for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. before the concert. And I was, because I, I was hoping to have them on the show and then like they play up to the point to where they grab a plate, go upstairs until the show. And I'm like, well, crap. Yeah. You know, I, was really, yeah. <laughs> I was really wanting to talk to Lily Hyatt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've had any more of... I mean, there's been a few that have played... I guess everybody just does two or three songs and they're good. Yeah. I mean, at the most. It's like the last time we had Erica Winterstrom, like she said a few words in the mic, strummed her guitar. All right, that'll work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she played She played a half a song yeah. and she was what, good. Yeah, what a delight. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then it was, just, it was the first time, I guess, we had ever tried to set up or run it was with Pony and especially outside. Outside. That was the first outside show was mm-hmm. Pony. And that, yeah. that was it was it was a little difficult and because couldn't quite get where what he wanted you know but, yeah yeah I had to talk with uh, with Cody on yeah. the phone to find out exactly that's crazy what to that do. him and Will like, Stewart and Adrian run together now what's that you know Adrian and Will Stewart they yeah. run they run with Pony now when he does his shows right on oh well that's cool mm-hmm. yeah Pony's a, a fantastic songwriter and I love his voice. There was nothing wrong with the sudden opera, but like when he came out with uh, the newer album, what's the one with the the dude getting bit by the snake or yeah. whatever? What's the name of that? The sound comparison between the two is just so insane. But you know, the second album, his latest one, is like the sound that he wanted. That's the sound he wanted. But I love sudden, sudden opera. opera. That record, I mean, as much as as he kind of wanted another sound of mm-hmm. it, I think it is. I mean. What year was that? 19? 2019? 18 or 19. 18 or 19. That was one of my favorite records. I still listen year. to that record. It was a fantastic record. I don't care what Rounder did. They did something right because I dug it. Mm-hmm. I dug the shit out of it. Yeah, I thought know? it was a great so, record. Yeah. And pause for station identification. <laughs> civilized come to seek their thrills in the Holy Ghost roams these dripping streets alone but he can't find a single heart to steal it's just another smiling face in a phony handshake as them posers spill the art district streets so i just smile back ashamed of the whole act that's the price i pay for being part of the scene
your black flag t-shirt from a designer in New York that in an act of rebellion you bought off Amazon and you covered your jacket with reproduction band patches that you never listened to even when you were young but I could love enough for the both of us but it's getting harder for me to count the cost because with every dirty dollar man I'm beginning to wonder if there's any purity left in my gray heart Now Nero may have played his fiddle but Rome rotted from the middle and folks have a way of weaving myths into tales we know our story all so well It was heroin and shotgun shells To my generation's art Died with Chris Cornell Maybe it's the influences of my youth That gave me this jagged truth Maybe it's my punk rock ideals But this old hippie jam it's a beach town trinket scam And like Dylan, man, I'm stuck in Mobile Now I've given up on crying So it may appear that I ain't trying it's just hard to be an artist in this town So I'll curse here to try I'll close my eyes and I'll sing to God Cause I knew you wouldn't listen anyhow Oh yes I knew you wouldn't listen And we're back from uh, the music break. Yeah. I'm going to have to like split a couple of these things up because i got about five songs I want to share. Yeah. And I, you know what? Since I couldn't use it on the record, I'm going to play that uh, Early James uh, song that I have. Hell yeah. Because you can do that. How cool is that, man? <laughs> like, I can't do that on Indies Only. <laughs> you could do it on, on, on yeah. the, the podcast, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucky Duck. I'm, yeah, and those are some damn good recordings. Fuck yeah, they are. What I heard, the two songs I heard, shit. I love me some early James. So we've said that already. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. So I've got a high horse and uh, uh, Way of the Dinosaur. Yeah. Like yeah. there was one song he released, and I don't have my phone. Yeah, I do. There was one song. Uh, uh, what is it? Dig to China. Oh, yeah, he played that at the art council. Yes. 
he that was the first song he did at uh-huh. the Arts Council, and he finally released it on um, Spotify, and I was so happy because that is probably the coolest song. It is called Tumbleweed. That's the song, mm-hmm. not Dig to China. It was Tumbleweed. He released it um, last year. <clears throat> Because um, his his record "Singing for My Supper" was released in 2020, he released "Tumbleweed" in 21, and that song was, that's my favorite early James song. Now this, uh, I was talking to him about it uh, the other night, uh, so I've been waiting because him and Abe recorded together. Yeah, oh, at Cornelius. Yes. And I was, I was, when's that coming out? And he was like, "Well, that's in Abe's book, not mine." And I said. Well, that might be 2023, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> so Abe's that kind of dude. He's like... Well, he just released his record for this year. Well, and, I mean, Guided by Voices released... They have released, since 1987, 35 records. They release consistently two to three records a year. So why can't Abe Partridge release two to three records a year? Come he on. He doesn't Abe. have to. So, I mean... Uh, he's got enough songs. But he could. He's, he's got enough songs recorded on his computer to he'd never have to write another song if he. That's, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. But why can't he release two or three records a year? He could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, because <laughs> I would love to hear an Abe Partridge record three times a year, a new one, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't nothing <laughs> be I'm wrong saying. with that. Yeah, yeah. Being in the Alabama astronaut. Uh, art club is you get i just got this little plexi uh disc or it's a recording of him and it's it's kind of got like a haunting kind of thing it's you and me and the devil make three yeah you know that old song you and me and the devil make three uh i'll i'll send a clip of it to you but it's just a little just a little it's smaller than a a seven you know it's a little plexi record Yeah. yeah yeah and uh you know, everyone in the Alabama Astronaut Art Club, they had first dibs. He made a hundred of them, and it never did hit public. Wow. Was, no one outside even got a chance at it, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's one thing I wanted to talk to Taylor about, because I think he could pull off like a club like that, especially as like... As, as good, much as he releases? As, yeah. yeah, as good yeah. as he is about releasing, like I could totally see him like setting up something and be like, all right... Uh, first dibs, y'all get it a month before everybody. Here's a cassette tape, or you know, here's yeah. a here's a little plexi disc. Or so, do you have a uh, like a cassette player? Mm-hmm. I don't. So I'd be screwed in that club. Well, I mean, it, would, it, would, it, wouldn't, it, it could be a CD, right? Sure. It, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have you, to be. Yeah. And as good as like Yellowhammer Creative is, like working with him, uh-huh. like with his T-shirts and all that, I, I don't think it would be anything for him to set something up and you know. Uh, with Abe, it's twenty nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, I would pay that for Taylor. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. And I know Taylor could like, and with the art club is like you get one print, and uh, he'll send like a sticker, or sometimes it's a CD, or he does different things each month to kind of keep you in there. Yeah. But just the art itself is good. Like getting that for thirty dollars. Yeah, man. So uh, and Taylor with his art, I love his art. Now he. His stuff, like I mean, you've got a piece, and I've got a piece at the house, but that that would be something I think would be hard to be a print. So maybe if you were in his club, you would get like maybe a discounted price for it or something. Yeah, or just like you said, exclusive singles that mm-hmm. are just available to the club. Yeah, which does Abe do that with the Alabama Astronaut? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I need to do that. I mean, I'm the only thing like I'm a member, a recurring member of is the Earth, Earth Libraries. And I got to um, get on that. Yeah. Because I think that's great. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to check this record out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I gave you Gold Star, Gold Star, mm-hmm. um, one of their things. Um, I've checked it. But there's been such cool stuff. And like every now and again, I'll get like a tote bag that I can carry my records in, you know, from Human Beat. Human Beat, one of the best records I think I want to get out. one of... Uh, Jack Watts, have you seen the? Oh my gosh, yes. His his tote bag. Yes, but and have you seen the club the third man has? Oh the, yeah, the vault club mm-hmm. or whatever. There's a chick in Columbus that's in it, and like she, every time she gets a, a vault in, she'll take pictures and like make oh me jealous. Gosh. Yeah, I totally need to do that. I'd like to. I don't know how much it is, but that's the thing is like I could only afford to do so many clubs. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can get some free clubs going out yeah. there, bands. Yeah, I'm gonna please. get the porch talk club going, guys. <laughs> free so free. Could, what, what what could you do for the porch talk club? Uh, well, I mean, I've got my music. And you got your music. You you can do art, uh, records, records, and like first dibs. So like pretty much 300 cuts. I was like, I would say porch talk is about that big of a club. Yeah, they're gonna go fast. Hell yeah! I'd shirts. Be a I, every now and then I'll do shirts, and like the thing about the shirts is, uh, the one for the record release. When the record releases, the shirts are gone. So if you got one, you got one. If you don't, you ain't getting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Up your ass with a blade of grass. <laughs> yeah, that's what Alan said. <laughs> yeah, that's just it, right? <laughs> but uh, and just I don't know, making shirts and stuff like that because that one with the the porch top vinyl shirt is uh i think we've sold like 20 25 i've never sold that many of anything that i've done and i'm yeah. really proud of that yeah. and it's just abe's art yeah sure. and i'm splitting that 50 50 with him so yeah because that's what i asked him i was like you mind if i throw this on a shirt no I'll, I'll give you 50 percent yeah yeah go ahead dude yeah so He's such a cool dude it was it was the craziest thing because we've got him scheduled at the Columbus Arts Council in August of this year. Mm-hmm. So he's going to show his art in the main gallery, and then that night, like I brought it to the attention of the gallery committee before I was in the position to where I was over the gallery mm-hmm. committee, and um, I said, "You got to check this guy's art out. It's so fantastic." So they checked it out, and they were like, "Hell yes!" And they talked to him. They scheduled him. And so I, when they told me he's been scheduled for August, so I reached out to him and was like, hey, you want to play? So he flashed forward to Kentuck mm-hmm. last year. Um, I went over there. He said he was only going to be there on Saturday, mm-hmm. but he was there on Friday. Or maybe he was going to, only going to be there on Sunday and he was there on Saturday, whatever the case was. And I like, walked up and I was like, well, shit, there you are. <laughs> I was like, there's Abe. And so we talked for a few minutes and... and and um, it was really weird because one of the big supporters and, and fundraisers for um, the Columbus Arts Council goes over there, sees him, and walks up to him and goes, hey, you need to show your art at the Columbus Arts Council. And he's like, oh, well, I talked with Shane yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, or Monk. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I talked with him yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it's like I already had that shit lined up. It's like, no, we're doing this thing. He's just such was- a, a great personality, a great human. You know, just his vibe is just cool. Mm-hmm. He's just down to earth. He's every dude you fucking meet in the truck stop or the the cafe. You every know? time I go to Mobile, I make a point. If he's not gone, is I I hit him up and be like, if you're home, I want to stop by and have a beer with you in the garage. Yeah. And 
you know, you're in his garage. It's his workshop. It's where he does his art. And, like, just seeing some of the projects that he's working on. And then um, I'm not going to talk about, like, some of the projects that he's got coming out because I don't know. Sure. I don't know if, you know, if it needs to be known yet. But he was showing me some of that stuff. And it's just, and I believe that's why he doesn't put out an album or two every year, even though he could. He's got a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, I got you. Uh, that Psych P's record, uh, you, you need a copy of that. I don't have a copy. Of that. I, I hope I he'll bring. To... I hope he'll bring some up. Uh, I might give you mine. Is I got a special one? To where? Well, I've got two. I should give you one. Well, next. Well, next time we hang <laughs> out, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you. A, I'll bring you a copy. And like these are like special cuts. Yeah. Like the one I have, I'll probably give you this one. It's like a blue skies and like a, with a cloud. Yeah. And it looks fucking cool when it's spinning, man. I'll, I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. But yeah, uh, I love the sight piece. Cool. And that's just that's cool that he, you know, he's a folk artist and like folk musician, and then psychedelic punk. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think it's really, I think his story as a whole is cool, and that's what kind of drew the the gallery committee to accept him. It's like, like listen to his story because mm-hmm. there's a video on his website. If you go to it. Uh, you can watch it, and it, it ex- explains how he was a Baptist preacher for years, went to three different seminary schools, and then all of a sudden he had a fallen out with God. And through that, he found his art and his well, songwriting. Well, I mean, there's something before that, too. It's like, well, he didn't have any skills, so he joined the military. Yeah, he did the military as well, yeah. And so then, but that all brought him back. It all kind of came full circle for him. And I thought that was such a cool story. And the way he does his art, I've never heard of anybody freaking putting tar on everything that they want to paint on. Ask him ask him where that come from. That's interesting. It goes back to those churches in Mobile and the way. Well, that... we'll have to delve into that when he plays live and I do the interview with him. All right. Yeah, at the Arts Council. That's on August 4th, I think, is the show. So if you're in and around Columbus, Mississippi, or planning to come, definitely come see that show. I cannot but first, see that. I cannot see that show not showing selling out. Yeah, immediately. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then prior to that, though, you got to come uh, April Porch Fest. Yeah, Porch April eighth and ninth, guys. Eighth and ninth. Yeah, I was going to say fourth and fifth. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, you could come then and camp. <laughs> I'll probably be taking off work. Way. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of work that I'm doing, but uh, you can help me. <laughs> uh, well, I'll be around to help. I'll be there. We'll be uh, we'll be emceeing the thing together, and I think we should do a little porch talky or, or, or untapped in vinyl. You know, Daniel Sharp. He said that last year, and he'll be back this time. But he was like, "You didn't really take full advantage of everything that you could have done." Yeah, I can't believe you didn't interview Moon Pie Curtis. And I was like, "Me neither." Yeah, I figured we'd hang out again. He's just in Oxford, you know. Yeah. As long as he doesn't go anywhere and I don't go anywhere, I mean, there ain't nothing but fresh air and opportunity between us. There you go. So I think we could work out something. Yeah, we can. We can interview everybody the whole weekend. I'm 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 porch talk all weekend that weekend. So I'm there. It's been porch talk all this weekend, like with the exception of yesterday and just going and hanging out at Druid City. Is like I did a episode last night when I got home from Druid City. Uh, we're, we're doing this now and I'm about to, when I, we wrap this up, I'm going to go down to Munson's and do a Skype call with, uh, my buddy down in Foley, Alabama, uh, Jared Kinney. Uh, he has, uh, had a podcast and he's working on bringing it back called the, uh, Cornerman. Yeah. And 
he is just a very uh, knowledgeable in MMA, UFC, and also uh, I love following him on social media because like everything that he posts is he is like right in the heart of culture and what's going on. So like I'll pull him up and like whatever he's memeing or tweeting about, it's like <laughs> I know that that that's what's going on in the world today. Yeah. You know, just to make sure I'm up to, up to snuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and so like. I'm bringing him on porch talk and I'm kind of giving him like a show of in the show, just like untapping vinyl. Yeah. And cause I love talking about these cultural things and like, yeah, sure. It's like, what, what was red hot this week? You know? Yeah. And like last week to give y'all an example, if y'all missed it was, uh, I'm obsessed with like my favorite follow on Instagram is Kanye West and his beef with Pete Davidson. It is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, they put it's, he it's, put it's out not a, evil it's like not bad oh it's funny because i love pete davidson yeah it was if you like pete davidson it'd probably piss you off a little bit because okay. he, he like can't believe i, my, I, I can't know. believe my ex-wife is dating this little dude looking like he's got aids you know just making like jokes oh like gosh, that yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and like he'll post like conversations between him and kim and like in those conversations she's like do not post this on social media and he just screenshots it and throws it up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's crazy well i can appreciate the the, the <clears throat> yeah and so like it was funny like the halftime show you know that was a big thing like a lot of people i thought it was one of the best halftime shows that had happened in a long time you know, last the year before was with the weekend, and everyone memed the shit out of ah, it. Ah, the weekend was horrible though. Yeah, and then this year, you know, we had Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, Mary, Mary J. J. Blige, Fifty yeah. Cent, and was like people were crapping on it. It was like, well, that wasn't for you. That was for my generation. You yeah. know, that was for us. Like the thing that got me though was they, and we'll talk about this really quickly. They had like the people in the stadium. Not everybody could experience it because half of it was done yeah. behind those walls. Yeah. And I don't, that kind of threw me. It's like, why couldn't y'all do it for everybody? Yeah. I understand what you were trying to do with the neighborhood and things yeah. like that, but. Yeah. And so it's like, really cool. You know, Jared and I talked about that and like the Kanye beef and like, cause there's a, there's an official list out and it's got like 30 something names on it that, uh, Kanye has beef with and like Peppa the Pig is one of them and it's just hilarious it's like there's no way this is real but so he has a record coming out and one like I have a lot of respect for Kanye as a musician but more as a producer like uh, Kid Cudi Man on the Moon yeah that was one of my favorite rap still to this day one of my favorite rap albums of all time Uh, and Kanye produced it and like I know that he has a new record coming out this year, and he is awfully good about bringing controversy to himself in right before the record releasing. So it's going to be on everyone's mind. Sure. And so, and I think he's manic. He's a great PR PR person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's manic. Like I think he gets hung up on an idea. That's why, like, he'll go on you know, Twitter or Instagram and blast Pete Davidson for three days straight. And I honestly believe he probably didn't sleep for three days. And that was all he thought about for three days yeah. was like just taking stabs at Pete Davidson. So he's not married to Kim Kardashian Mm-mm. anymore? Pete's dating her. Okay. That's why he's going so yeah, hard at I, Pete. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, so I'm like, just picking all this up yeah. now because I don't yeah. keep up with the pop culture yeah, as yes. well yeah. as I should. Yeah. And I, was, I mean, and that's kind of the show that Jared and I are doing is like, it's real pop culture and like, we're just, and I'm taking like, 
what is the funniest thing I could say about this? Yeah. <laughs> that may, may be a little controversial or offensive, but I was like, I'm just telling a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that whole Pete Davidson AIDS thing, I was like, that just blew my mind. I was like, Kanye, why are you doing this silly shit? <laughs> <laughs> and then in the back of my mind, it's like, I know why, because you have an album coming out. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Stir it up. I mean, yeah. like Miley Cyrus is one of the best people that's stirring it up right before her record comes out. What do you think about that? Was like, you know, when she came out with Wrecking Ball and that very provocative like sure. music video, yeah. like I was talking about it with Cobb. And I think it was his idea. He said, well, don't you think that was her killing off, uh, well, who was Miley Cyrus? Uh, Hannah Montana? Yeah. He's like, don't you think of that as the funeral for Hannah Montana so she can finally remove herself from that? I mean, that's overthinking it, but yeah. I mean, it could be. Sure. And I was like, I think that's a great way to take it because, like, the girl has a beautiful voice. Like, one of the best voices. Oh, my gosh, yes. Like, to watch her... In the woods, doing Jolene with a band acoustic is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I respect her a lot as a musician. And, I, like, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the same Kanye thing. It's like, she knows how to stir up a stick. Yeah. She knows she's a good PR person. Mm-hmm. And it's cool, too. Like, her dad, he knows the game, too. Maybe not as well as she does. Yeah. But she learned from him, and mm-hmm. he played that achy, breaky heart damn thing to the nth degree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she, she's good at what she does. Kanye's good at what he does. I can't say that I listen to a whole lot of Kanye. The Donda, really the Donda I mean, record. Kanye's not one of those people that bother me at all. I'm just like, oh, that's Kanye. Okay, yeah. move on, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of yeah. people are now, you know? <laughs> I mean, I try I try not to dislike folks, you know? Oh, same. Musicians it's- especially. I try not to dislike them because that's my job and I'm in music. And I mean, there are a few people that I really... You know, it's like Tom Murillo. I was looking into him and it's like, the dude went to school at Harvard. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's like when you when you look at Tom Morello's life, it's like there's a lot behind that curtain. He's a very he's smart. He's very intellectual. Oh yeah, I mean he came, he went to an Ivy League school. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And like politically, he knows his shit. Mm-hmm. Like I would never have a political conversation with Tom. Morello. Oh, I'd like to. Even though we would, even though we probably would agree on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I would never do it. Cause oh, I'd love to. Because I, I could. I'm, I'm just, politically, I'm not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not at the level he's at. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he's a, he's yes. a, he's oh, all yes. in. You know. Oh yeah. Like, and I respect him for that. Like, even if I don't agree with every stance that he has, I respect someone who who knows and believes what they sure believe. You know. Oh yes. Because it's one thing for you to like jump on a soapbox and it's like, dude, I could I could blow so many holes in what you just you know <laughs> yeah, yeah but like when you look at his it's a really well-developed thought and it's been going on for years and years mm-hmm. it's like bernie sanders you can't you can't blow holes in what he has because he's been doing it since 1970 something <laughs> yeah, you know 50 I mean, years yeah, you know <laughs> or 52 i think is how long he's been in politics there you go. So yeah that, uh yeah shout out to mr sanders yeah uh, and he was on the bridge with Martin Luther King walking across the bridge in Selma. Mm-hmm. If you look behind Martin Luther King, like four or five people behind him, there's Bernie Sanders walking with him. <laughs> I mean, dude's been there. He's yeah. done that. 
He's he's not a fake. He's the- you know when I uh, interviewed Tim Higgins in Greensboro, Alabama, yeah. we were on his porch, yeah. and this is a historical image for Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, the house that we were in was the mayor's old house in Greensboro. Yeah, and after we finished recording, we walked you know a couple blocks over downtown to uh, uh, his partner Aaron's uh, shop, his yeah. art gallery in Greensboro. I want to start working with them. Wow! Uh, yeah, and like I want to take some of the Porch Talk records down there if they want to try to sell them because they do same same as Columbus Art Council is like they'll display someone's art for a month or however long and they'll bring in a musician. It's a great building, but when we were going for that walk, that house that he was in at the time was you know at a four way, and at the stop sign which was on from on that front porch we were sitting on was just to my left. And as we were walking back from Aaron's shop, we stopped at that stop sign. I was like, what's going on? He said, he pulled, pulled something up on his phone and he showed me. And then he said, look up. And I was like, that's that. And he was like, they hid Martin Luther King in the house right down the street from here that night. Wow. And he was like, you're standing on history. That's cool. And I was like, Porch Talk recorded here, I too, love, buddy. I love shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, I mean, you and I are both obsessed with, like, these blues markers in Mississippi. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like you. It's, I want to hit them all. You yeah. know, I want to see them all. I want to stand where that was. I want, you know, Catfish Alley is dope. And, uh, yeah. Queen City Motel or just Robert Johnson's blues marker where his grave is, which is not where it's his like, grave is. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah. 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 Well, a few will say they know, but... <laughs> yeah. Gosh, and yeah, and so we're talking about Tim. I'm going to go ahead and say, bring Bible... What is it? Bible study? Bible study. Bible study. <laughs> bring them back, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, I got a little bit in the sauce the other night. And I, I was just calling. I was calling up. That band was so good that night. Oh, my God. I don't think I've... Like, I feel like... And I don't really even... I, I vaguely remember the show, but like... I feel like that was one of the best nights of music I ever had in my life was when I saw them. I don't know what the, the click was, what was happening that night when yeah. Bible study played at Druid City Brewing Company, but I was just like, this is the best thing fucking ever right yeah. now. You know? I was, was, was so going to cool. tell you, I, I, I was a little bit in the solace the other night, and I called him. He didn't answer, and he takes me back the next morning, and he's like, did you ring? And I said, disregard it. I was in the sauce. <laughs> and I was like, and that wasn't the only person I called. I was just, I was just, <laughs> I was just going down the list. <laughs> I tried to call, and uh, you remember Spencer Thomas? He came with JPKS. Mm-hmm. I was uh, hollering at him. I do. I was going to see if he would uh, come down and uh, play at Porch Fest. Uh, so that yeah, might, he, he and there's going to be the and more. And I really want to like maybe possibly blow your mind with someone like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. He uh, or, Spencer and I had a conversation at uh, Sunstroke House one night. Because he used to play... What was the band he used to play with? Oh, there was a hot band out of Oxford. They played with uh. Lucero. Um, and so, like, I had a loose... Something, something water? Oh, my gosh. Something. Yes, water... Uh, some water. Something Valley. Was it water, wasn't Water Water Valley, because that was a... That's a place, but... Yeah, anyway. Something, yeah. <laughs> So, Sorry, Spencer. Yeah. So yeah. So he and I were having a conversation about this because I had a Lucero hat on. He was like, "Oh yeah, I've played with those guys before." I'm like, "Oh my god." Mm-hmm. 
but just played with them, not actually. Remember, like JPKS and like Will Johnson working together. You know, remember Will Johnson coming to Sunstroke yep, House? Yep, I did. That was incredible. Yeah, and he brought his artwork with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you bought a piece? I did. I and I wrote. I him. bought the Evil Knievel piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wanted that. Uh, the it, what was really cool though was he took my name, I paid him, mm-hmm. and he didn't have the Evil Knievel piece left anymore, so he sent me a print later on, like a month later. Yeah. I got it in the mail, so that was really cool. Yeah. I've got a, uh, he does like comic art. Uh, he's huge on Twitter. I follow him on Instagram, too. Yeah, I do, too. But, uh, no, this ain't Will. But uh, oh. I ordered like one of his comic prints, ordered it, paid for it, forgot about it. And then one day in the mail, it magically shows up, and I was like, I forgot I ordered this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm yeah. glad it's here. Like, damn. It's, like, it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one night I was um, I was drinking around the house, and I got on um, Amazon. Oh, shit. And then like five days later, I got, um, I got a book in the mail. It was um, How to Talk to Your Cats About Gun Control. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit! I did, I did order that. Oh my god! You drunk bastard! Oh my you. gosh! Yes, <laughs> I had to talk to you guys about gun control. It's like, ah, yes, that one's uh, yes, above was, the. That's that, that's a toilet reading. <laughs> I like to read that in the morning with a coffee and a cigarette, five pages yes, at a time. That's where I go sometimes, bro. <laughs> I'm there sometimes. <laughs> that's great. Yep." Oh, uh, I had one more thought to follow that up on. <laughs> oh, that blew me back. I threw you, I threw you around. Man. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> but I think, uh, well, let's let's shut it down. All right, um, I do want to. Three questions is uh, out of indies only. Like last night, uh, who were some of your favorite? Songs from last night, and I'll tell you mine. All right, I can definitely tell you mine. Um, because there's the the new record. It's the first release we've had from the Afghan Wigs in five years. Um, a song called "I'll Make You See God." Our one. Was I, I really was really good. happy about Kurt Vile and now. Yeah, one. that Kurt Vile. I've been on that a few weeks. Um, and I did Kurt Vile. He's great live, too, by the way. Did, I saw you, him did you hear the song that he cut with John Prine before he passed? Yes. How Lucky? I did, yes. Yeah, it was a little too, if I remember, it, it didn't fit Indies Only. Yeah. Because it was released to me. But I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. Doesn't really fit my crowd. Um, but the new Afghan Wig song, first song in five years. And I'm super excited, too, because I'm a huge Blind Melon fan. Yeah. And Christopher Thorne from Blind Melon is now the, one of the guitar players for the Afghan nice. Wigs. So I thought that was very cool. I'm really into this new record by Ben Ald, A-U-L-D. Hour 2, You're a Ghost. Um, yeah, he's a, You're a Ghost was the name of the track. He's um, just released his new record on Earth Libraries, which I hope that that's what my my February record is going to be. I've got to, to me. sign up. And um, let me see. I'm looking at the list. Really cool song from Pastel Blank. Um, hour two, Terracotta Sunroom, um, Pastel Blank. Check you know, those guys you out. You kind of shocked me in hour three. Was uh, I forgot Simple Plan existed. 
Yeah. Did you see who's on that? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Derek. Derek Weebly. Weebly from um, Sum 41, which I love. So I'm, like, I mean, I'm not the okay, biggest fan okay. of Simple Plan, but Sum 41, I could. I was actually listening to them last night. I was, I was in here in my new house, like getting shit together. I was listening to Sum 41. But go ahead. What would you go say? I'll... Okay, man, it was during that time it was Blink one eighty two, some forty one, you know, that was they were all kinda coming up right together. Yeah. And dude, I, I like Blink one eighty two at the time, but still to this day, I don't listen to Blink one eighty two anymore. I still listen to some forty one. Yeah. I love them, dude. Yeah. Like uh what was it? The song where it's, the doctor said my mom should have had an abortion. <laughs> um, fat lip. Yeah, fat yeah, lip. Fat like, lip. That line yep. has always cracked me yeah, up. Yeah, that whole record. But check out the record Chuck or whatever. Oh, yeah, I've got it. There's a song on there called um, Take Everything Life From Me. All to Blame. We're all to blame. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is my favorite Sum 41 song. That music video went hard, too. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that was the one where uh, they it was like in an 18 wheeler, but it was it was not an enclosed trailer, and you could see what was going on in the trailer. Oh wow! And it was like very it's like, you're on, like a flatbed. Yeah, yeah, right. But it was yeah. like you could tell it was like a trailer type, but it was yeah. just like in glass. Wow! And it was like for that time period, it was like just powerful imagery of like cultural things. Right? Um, hold on, no, no, hold on. As I'm thinking about that. Let me look up some 41. I think you're thinking about another song. That may be. It's not all to blame. Um, maybe you're thinking about Pieces. That's it. Yep. Pieces was yeah. the video. Pieces, yeah. yeah. Pieces, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, then there's Hell Song and Still Waiting. And yeah. Gosh, man. There were so many. I think Still Waiting was probably my favorite. So am I still, still waiting. waiting. That's a great fucking song, man. That whole band. And like, it was weird because like for me. And they were like, American Pie. They, they, you know, yeah. they, they were soundtracked into that. Yeah. I mean, for me, like getting the records and like watching them. Because like they would send me the CDs and every CD came with a DVD. And you'd watch the DVD and it was just like them just being like punk bitches. Like <laughs> fucking going to a. Uh, uh, Domino's Pizza and fucking shooting string on everybody. You know, the squirt string or whatever, you know? It's like, oh my God, these are the most annoying kids ever, but they make great fucking music. Yeah. You know? Oh my God, they're such a good band. Yeah. That was cool. Yes. So so the the new Simple Plan song features Derek Uh, on the track. All right. Question two is uh, I've enjoyed asking this question. I've never done it to you. Is what has been your favorite part about this episode? This episode? Like, let me think. For me, it was just catching up. (laughs) Yeah, it's catching up. But I just, I love the way when you and I get together, and it's my favorite thing about every episode, how we just shoot from the hip. Yeah, we didn't talk about this, by the way. This this was not scripted at all. (laughs) They're honestly, in how many episodes have we done? Oh, we're we're high 20s getting into the 30s. High 20s getting into the 30s. Like every episode, there may have been like three episodes. I'm talking about the punk episode, the blues episode, and the recap, or or me interviewing you. But that wasn't Untapped and Vinyl. But we we have an episode coming up soon too. By the way, to where we're at that landmark to where it's going to be 90 percent music and 10 percent talk. <laughs> we got to get that going soon. Hell yeah, I, we got to work on not talking <laughs> so much. Hey, this is so and so. Yeah. All right, here you go. Um, but no, I mean, I think that's my favorite part about every episode 
is uh, just the way you and I, as friends, can just shoot from the hip. And I think, like, maybe my favorite part was we got got off on, like, the Beastie Boys and hip-hop, and we've never went there. We've never gone to hip-hop. And as a matter of fact, during one of our breaks, we walked outside, and I said, I just love how we just jumped off into the Beastie Boys. And And I couldn't even tell you how we got there. Like, I'm kind of excited to see how we even landed there. Yeah, I don't remember at this point. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. License to ill, baby. That's it. (laughs) Ill communication. Check your head. But uh, third question and last one, just to walk it out the door for those who may just now be tuning in to Untapped and Vinyl, is the easiest question is tell us where they can find Indies Only and where they can find Monk on the Radio, social media, or how do you get in touch with it? All right, you get me on social media by going to at Monk on the Radio, and then Indies Only. You can go to alt1017.com, search for Indies Only. I try to put the playlists up. I'm not. I'm not as good as I used to be on that, but you can also go to Instagram and follow at Indies Only Radio. There you go. And boys and girls, that's going to do it here. And we're at the two-hour mark, so I could cut this thing in half if I wanted to. Hashtag Roll Tide. Oh, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag blessed. <laughs> hashtag out of-, <laughs> out of this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Smoke break.
or three or four. I kinda sorta wish that I could keep clean. And the kinda sorta way that I used to be. Just a child like a leaf in time spent the faith all along. That's the view from this high horse I'm on. The view from this high horse I'm on. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.